How does a science food park look like? How does being part of such a science park influence innovation? And can good friends actually successfully write a thesis together? Listen in to find out. We are Lottie and Emilia, and you are listening to another episode of The Thesis Talks. We're very excited and super happy to have the best company with us today. Uh, we have Joe and Hedvig, um, and they're here to talk about uh, what they worked on for the past months. Welcome to both of you, and congratulations for finally handing in. How are you feeling? Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's really exciting to be finally done. It was an exciting process and yeah, happy to share. Yeah, very happy to be here. And as Joe said, an exciting process, but it's also nice that it's uh, handed in now, I would say. Yeah, we get that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, so you're both studying organizational innovation and entrepreneurship at Copenhagen Business School. That's something you have in common. Joe is from Germany, Hedvig, you're from Sweden. Um, I wanted to know what is actually, what moved you to studying innovation? What is it that fascinates you about it? I think for me, I've always been very driven about doing projects and creating new stuff. And then I found this program through a friend and um, it just sounded a lot like me and you get the opportunity to yeah, create, create new stuff and get um, like the thinking behind it and structures for it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How about you do? Yeah, for me, I studied kind of like traditional business in my bachelor's. And for me, it was very, I never really connected to that type of business because it seemed like to keep up the status quo. And I always wanted to move more like what's coming in the future and how can we like create the future actually together. And that's how I came around to the master program. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so just to get you uh, get you ready, we have a quick uh, warm-up questions for you guys. Yeah. And we know that you wrote about innovation in the food industry. And are both of you big foodies? I yes. Hedvig is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for example, Joe, what's the what's the weirdest thing you have ever eaten? Oh, the I eat everything, first of all. So... <laughs> And I like everything as well, so it's very difficult for me to say. Um, but not very usual, but I really liked it, was uh, snails for me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and uh, Hedwig, what's your favorite dish? I actually think it's beef tartar. I love that. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> Raw meat. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> nice. Okay, so let's uh, dive in and talk about your topic Now, we know we, you wrote a lot of pages on this, um, but now we're asking you to wrap up these 150 pages into three sentences. So guide us into it. Um, first, what is the problem that you addressed? Second, how did you approach it? And third, what were some of the main findings that you had? Okay, I guess the problem that we are addressing is that the food industry itself is very... Uh, low tech and very low in innovation, but has a lot of challenges that are coming up. Uh, besides climate change, there's also a really big need to um, like feed the population, the ever-growing population. So that's basically the problem that we wanted to look into, how to stimulate innovation. So what we did was that we found an initiative uh, that is a 
Food Science Park that works with stimulating innovation. And then we investigated that and trying to see how being a part of this park affects your process of product innovation. And uh, what we found was that the network is key, like the network that the tenants of the park access is key to find good resources and also speed up the process of innovation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you had an interest in looking into things that could be done differently, both for the climate and for the different things that you mentioned, Joe. Um, was that why you chose this topic in particular, or did you have several uh, topics that you were contemplating, or how did you decide to set exactly to go with with this topic? I think there are many ways uh, of like there are different ways how we came to that final topic. One thing was that we. We both were interested in food and we weren't even thinking so much about the challenges in the beginning. But we said we wanted to do something with food and we wanted to do something with innovation. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the starting point from where we uh, went. Yeah, and then we started to look out for different initiatives tackling this uh, these issues, basically, and then or these topics. And then we found Agri-Food Park, which is a food science park at uh, in Aarhus. And then we seen we got in contact with them, and they were keen on collaborating with this thesis with us. Cool. Mm -hmm. And did you? Was it because you had the same interest that you decided to write uh, the thesis together, the two of you? No, that happened afterwards. I would <laughs> say uh, we. I mean, we were friends before, and we got along really well. And we, yeah, Hedvig approached me actually and asked me if I we should do this together because we we think alike whenever we we talk about topic we get each other and we are both very uh keen on like we knew kind of how we would work yeah even though we've never worked together but we like just from past experience and like hanging out we knew that this could potentially work yeah yes i had a good feeling about joe <laughs> that it would be great <laughs> great so You found each other, you figured it could be a good um, collaboration between the two of you. You agreed on uh, working with the food industry. That's the topic that you found interesting. That's the most important thing. Um, and then, Hedwig, you uh, said earlier, you found the science park called Agrofood Park. Mm. What is the science park? How can you picture it? How? What? I guess it's like a hub for um, companies. Is it startups? How does it look like? Yeah, so it's basically... A big company park, I would say, uh, with around 80 companies. And the prerequisite to join the park is basically that you need to operate within the food or agriculture industry. And then it's also a wide range of different company types and areas of operation. And also there are large firms like Arla and Christian Hansen being there. Mm. But there's also an incubator which has around 25 startups. Um, and then the management of the park is trying to simulate innovation and get the tenants to work together by connecting them like through either events or like one-on-one uh, if they feel that they will get a valuable exchange basically. Mm -hmm. And I think that you found out during your research that these science parks can be helpful for innovation. Is that right? Yeah exactly. So science parks they were established I think in the, in the middle of the 19th century <laughs> um, and they were used to stimulate innovation more in like high-tech and manufacturing industries and it's been there's been a lot of research on it already that shows that it does help 
for innovation and why there are not that many parks or science parks within the food industry though or it hasn't been researched quite a lot so and that's why uh, yeah we took that as our research objective mm -hmm. and then i think you focused a little on how does innovation actually come about in these um in this food industry yeah. can you guide us a bit through it of what you found out how, how is it actually working and what is important for innovation to work <laughs> yeah there it's a bit difficult to describe because there are so many levels to it and the process of how it comes about is very different to each company so that was one difficulty in mm. our thesis uh, in general to come up with a generalization of it that also works though for each company and the uh, objective that we wanted to do yeah so um Again, there are a lot of different levels that need to be considered in that sense. But one part is that the science park setup, there are certain characteristics that help with the innovation process. So something that we already mentioned is the relatedness of the companies to each other, mm -hmm. that they all work in the food industry is very relevant for the companies because they get valuable insights from each other. Mm -hmm. So there are certain characteristics on the park side that have to be uh, mentioned when it comes to the process. Mm -hmm. And then um, there are also... Firm characteristics that play a role, like if you're a smaller company or a bigger company, the, it's impacted differently. And also like how long you've been in the park and also where in the process. So we also looked into, does it impact more the idea generation, more the development phase of uh, innovation or like when it comes to launching then the innovation into the market. Yeah. So there are also differences there. Um, yeah, I would say that the greatest uh, difference is firm size that um, larger companies didn't like Arla for example they have so much like so many resources in internally and so much knowledge internally so they don't need to have the same need to look outside whereas the smaller companies which are more resource scarce that they look more like outside to get the knowledge that they need and uh, resources so there therefore we could see that their process was much more affected and a conclusion you can make is that it really improves the product offering and speeds up like the process of going to market. What could be one of the resources that they're looking for on the outside, the, the smaller companies? Um, yeah. It's mostly knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, that's yeah. also what the park focused on. So it's all about... Um, Yeah, if you don't have to, like, don't know how to get either a producer or you need to get a production site, you need warehousing, anything really, through the network that the park provides, you get access, like Hedwig said, way faster and you mm -hmm. also get it, like, more valuable than if you would be somewhere else because yeah. it's kind of approved by, because it's the food industry. Yeah, makes sense. Did you, while researching, um, get to know any company that you thought, oh, that's actually a really cool innovative company or uh, some sort of innovation that you haven't thought about that much or found super interesting? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you, you take it away. You are you thinking about guy. Innova Consult or Naturem? Uh, both are really cool. <laughs> uh, I think the coolest innovation is a dude that was doing, it's really complicated, but some like fungi, uh, microalgae thing that helps to make your food more nutritious and also reduces kind of food waste or and it's very sustainable and it was when we just talked to the guy they're very early stage it mm -hmm. sounded super disruptive like if that's something that works 
uh, yeah, we're in for a treat. Yeah. But it's a very specific scientific process that we also not 100% understand, but uh, <laughs> it sounded super cool. Yeah, <laughs> sounds really cool. Do, do you remember, remember the name of the company? Yeah, it's called Naturem Bioscience. But as a rookie, I have to ask, microalgae, is that something that comes in, is it about the production of the food itself? Um, or is it... It was that they used, like, so it's, it's for food production, and then the, when you combine these microalgaes with some fungi thing, then it, like, increased the process of production. Yeah, so they had this example of, um, uh, I think it was a sugar cane. Usually when you harvest it, Uh, you can only use, I don't remember the pr mm. exact percentage, but you can only use a certain part of it yeah. for um, the, the sugar, but then also it's not super nutritious. But with this, um, so with the microalgae, you can make it even more nutritious than before. So mm -hmm. you can add value to the existing mm -hmm. product. Yeah. And then with the leftovers that weren't used before, they can put that into some sort of fungus that works on that. And mm -hmm. then it's also possible to reuse that again so it reduces food waste it makes the food more nutritious it was like that's the solution to everything yeah. it was amazing it's sustainable and yeah it sounded wow. super interesting yeah. yeah super nice um i'm still a bit thinking about this um food park and uh, what you said how they're leveraging on each other also on the internal networks that they can of course create How do they actually leverage from each other? Of course, it's easier when you're all in one place. So you yeah. don't have to physically go somewhere, um, but you maybe meet people during lunch. Mm. Um, but do they actually have activities to have the, uh, this kind of conversation going between them um, or even innovation um, parts working together? Yeah. Uh, so it's the management are organizing events like network meetings and seminars on on different topics and company fairs. Uh, and then they also have this uh, like structure of connecting tenants with each other or ad other act actors outside of the park. But that is also what we found of something that could be improved because it's very randomly how people are connected and you the tenants also have to be very interactive and motivated to collaborate. Uh, so what we thought was as a like managerial implication was that it should be more structures and processes in place to make companies actually collaborate more on projects because right now it's done pretty randomly and I think there's more potential in the park mm -hmm. than is what is utilized right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, we also wanted to ask you a little bit about your personal process through this whole um, writing your thesis. So what, were, what would you characterize as being some of your major struggles throughout the, the process? If there were any. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. So there was no problem. <laughs> um, I think also for me personally, it was the first time I did a project like this. Because mm. in my bachelor thesis, I didn't have to do actual research. It was just a literature review. Mm. So for me, it was a whole new... Like I followed a lot um, Hedwig's uh, guidance in that sense. Because I never done a project like this. And through our masters, we never really had to do a similar type of project. Mm. So that was... A, a personal struggle for me because I never really knew what were the next steps in mm. that sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that you are like in before on your education is that you have very clear guidelines what mm. you should do. And I think it's kind of frustrating that you have all this freedom. Like you can do 
whatever you want, but you have no idea what is right or what is wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's also your supervisor would, won't tell you, like, this is good or this is... Mm. It's more like, yeah, you're broadly going in the right direction. <laughs> so I think it's this, like, uncertainty is mm. a, the biggest struggle for me, at least, that... Um, you just have to tr trust yourself that you mm. know what you're doing and sometimes it feels like you have no fucking idea what, what mm. you're doing. Sorry for swearing. <laughs> but, yeah. Actually, it sparked an idea uh, or a question that might be a bit meta, but um, I wanted to ask, do you think it is easier to be creative within a set of boundaries? Because you just described it is so hard when, you, when you're free to do whatever and then you can't decide and then mm. you don't know what to do. Do you sometimes feel it's mm. it's easier to have some boundaries to be creative within? Yeah, but that's why like it works with the thesis because mm. you have the freedom, but you also have the very clear deadlines where you have to hand in stuff or you have to supervise or mm. you like what we did really well. I think is that we set ourselves deadlines from the start mm. and um, mm. pushed ourselves. Like we, for example, we just schedule interviews without really having read proper, properly like the literature and everything and we were like, okay we have to finish it in three weeks because then we have all the interviews and we need an interview guide but then we need to understand the topic mm -hmm. and then so by having those like set deadlines you we were able to work quite well but since it's such a big project and it goes over so long you never really know if it is good or fine what mm. you decided upon mm. until it actually is over. Like now we can look back and be like, yeah, we planned perfectly and then Corona happened and we had more time. So that was also <laughs> great. But um, yeah, before and that's uh, obviously you never really know, but mm. that's part of the process. Yeah. So you two wrote together and you, Joe, you're from Germany and Hedwig, you're from Sweden. Do you think that was uh, like an advantage for you guys or was it, were there some struggles there or how was the collaboration between you two? I think the nationalities, I can't tell, but Hedwig's dad was a professor, which was oh. super helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great. <laughs> um, also of economics. So he, that, was, that was obviously <laughs> ideal. Um, I think what f was super great with us too was that we were friends beforehand and we knew we could hang. And so the process never really felt like, oh, now I have to meet with that person that I never hang out with mm -hmm. or like it, that was so good yeah. that we were friends and that made the process so way easier but not necessarily because she, she's swedish and i'm german mm. no it's uh, it's also nice i think knowing each other good because then for example something like you will get annoyed at each other at some point but then uh, you feel comfortable in saying like okay uh now we need to do like this or now you are annoying and then that's fine mm. and it, it's nice we had like a very open Mm. open communication mm. about stuff yeah. and i think that helped a lot yeah i think that's super important in the beginning maybe like when when you decide to like who am i doing this with and even if it's with a person that you don't know that well to like set kind of those rules in the beginning where you talk about we didn't do that as that much but i think it's super helpful to be like okay if i am annoying to you just tell me mm. and we talk about it. Or if mm. you can sometimes sense also like we're stuck here now or if you work differently that it's all cleared out beforehand, maybe also what your goal is. Like, do you want to get a 12? Do you want to get a four mm. yeah. or a seven? Like what's the goal that you want to achieve just so you're aligned on these points and then you can always kind of fall back on that and yeah. um, take yeah. it from there. Mm. 
it was really nice to get another perspective on that because I think you you often hear don't don't write with your friends and don't write with people that that you know well. But it was really nice to to get an insight to that can actually really be a success as well. Yeah. So here towards the end, um, we wanted to um to ask you just to name your top three takeaways from the from this whole process. It can both be personal or related to the knowledge that you gathered throughout the the process or whatever you find. Just your like top three takeaways mm, i think for me what uh, i talked about a bit before that this thing that you don't have any guidelines like that i find that kind of stressful sometimes so i think it's really good for me to practice that and just be thrown out there and then have to come up with a solution and just trust in myself that that is good and um i think you really need to i think the thesis process it's much more creative than you first sense it to be like there's you think it's very like academic and structured but it's more it's actually a lot about creating this process and creating your case um so yeah more creative process than i than i think before yeah i think one thing was that now like because it's over such a long process is being able to do a project that goes over several months that you create yourself that I'm able to do that, mm. like uh, somehow, <laughs> at least like <laughs> we, we did it. <laughs> and then working with someone together and how yeah. how to structure that. And there, I think it's more about like the process itself than what also the people that we met and everything that was so valuable and interesting. Yeah. So mm. I learned a lot about process, uh, how to process a project like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of good takeaways. <laughs> <laughs> So you started to reflect a bit already on your process. Um, could you name a couple of things that you wouldn't have survived your thesis without? Uh, definitely Hedwig, because I could <laughs> I could have not written this on my own. I would have not handed it in on time, uh, for sure. Because I had so many days where I wasn't motivated to do something, and Hedwig was very like we we were very structured. Like we meet these in these days, and then we do it. And I would have not woken up on time and do it without her for sure. <laughs> Yeah, say with Joe, I would. You don't have to say that. But I do. As far as Joe, I think my number one advice is like, not don't write your thesis alone. Okay, maybe that depends a bit on how you are as a person, but I think, as Joe says, like you motivate each other, you're in it together. It's much more fun, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so looking back, what advice would you give yourself in the beginning of this process? For me, it's a bit like don't freak out so much. Like we reach like some when you start with a new chapter or a new thing, it's pretty. Uh, we sometimes got really stuck, and then I like completely freaked out. And we're like, oh, we're not gonna find a solution to this. Oh, everything sucks, la la la. And then we just took a break, um, thought about it, and then we like found a way how to cope with it. So. I would tell myself to try to stay calm and mm-hmm. that everything will solve, yeah. basically. What about you, Jo? Yeah, I think that like planning well ahead of time and then in the sense of though so you have the opportunity to take breaks mm. and mm. or let it rest for for a day or being able to talk to other people without having the stress. Mm. Mm. It was super exciting to hear from you guys uh, about your topic. And I think the food industry in general uh, leaves a lot of space for a lot of research um, and fields. Yeah. 
because we have more episodes coming up, we wanted to ask you guys, um, who would you recommend to us to talk to next? Um, we had two from our class that wrote about play and how play in a company, if I get this correct, but it sounds super interesting, uh, how play can, uh, I guess, spark uh, creativity. It was very meta, but it was about play, and I thought it was really cool. <laughs> uh, and I actually don't know what they found out, but that would be an interesting topic for me to read. Yeah. Great. That sounds really interesting. Thank you so much, both of you, for taking your time to talk to us. And I think that definitely both Lottie and I learned something new today. And hopefully the listeners did too. Um, so thank you so much for that. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Actually, we have one last uh, little little uh, task for you guys. Mm -hmm. Yes. So now we want to give the stage to you. And we would like you to have your own 30 seconds of an Oscar thank you speech after all this work. Take it away. I wish I could cry, because then I could make it really <laughs> traumatic. But I can't. Okay. Um, I want to thank the Academy for um, giving me the opportunity to hand in my thesis. Uh, it's an honor. And uh, thank you to all the, the people that were involved. I mean, I obviously don't remember. I didn't write anything down, because I didn't expect this to happen. But I'm very happy for it and uh, thank you to my partner without you I couldn't have done that Hedwig no. and um, yeah I want to say thank you Joe for making me coffee every morning really nice coffee I want to thank uh, Snooze for giving me energy and all our amazing friends for supporting us and always being there couldn't have done that without them so it's uh, yeah, it's, I feel very blessed actually 